key Thai property company has been engulfed in scandal ever since a disaster in which an apartment building in Taipei's suburb of Daji dramatically sank a story into the ground. The company's upper management disappeared for four days until Sunday when they came out to hold a press conference to explain what was going on. Its chairman Chen Shiming announced he would resign to take responsibility for the incident before making a quick exit, while CEO Feng Xianmian stayed behind to answer questions from reporters. He said the company's finances were sound and estimated that damages would reach close to 250 million NT. He promised the company would take a responsible approach until the end. I hereby give a deep bow to all of you, my neighbours, who have suffered damages. In order to take responsibility, as the company is the builder in this case, and based on this responsibility, I declare I will resign as chairman of Kitai Property Company. I will bear all the responsibilities alone. Outsiders are saying that compensation may reach 1 billion NT, but this is unrealistic. At the most, it will be 300 million NT. The company's deposits and cash balance stand at 3.8 billion NT. We're able to allot more than 5 billion NT. I've already met with Kitai CEO Mr Feng at the Taipei city government. Mr Feng promised to allocate 100 million NT into a trust. During discussions between Kitai and Taipei Deputy Mayor Li Sichuan on Sunday morning, consensus was reached on three areas. This included allocating 100 million NT for recovery and resettlement funds, paying three years of rent to residents of affected apartments, and reconstructing the buildings. In addition, it's estimated that damages from the disaster amount to nearly 250 million NT. The company promised that it would not transfer assets to avoid liability. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has forced Ukraine's National Symphony Orchestra to suspend its usual performances. Despite that, the orchestra remained undaunted, performing in air raid shelters even when sirens went off so as to calm the hearts of their compatriots. Now the orchestra is paying its first visit to Taiwan, with members hoping to share their determination and courage with Taiwanese audiences. While waiting in the airport lounge, this orchestra member sees the opportunity to practice his instrument. The 79 members of the National Symphony Orchestra of Ukraine arrived at Taoyuan International Airport on Saturday. It was a long journey that began with a two-day bus ride from Kyiv. After arriving in Vienna, they boarded a plane for Taiwan, a journey that took 72 hours. Glory belongs to Ukraine and the heroes. Fight for the people. Ukraine is all we have. Their long and taxing journey notwithstanding, members of the orchestra were in high spirits after touching down in Taiwan, proudly displaying that blue-yellow flag that the world has come to recognise. 
On their first visit to Taiwan, they said they look forward to performing and conducting cultural exchanges. They'll be performing from September 11th to 13th at National Taichung Theatre, National Kaohsiung Centre for the Arts, otherwise known as Weiwuying, and the National Concert Hall in Taipei, respectively. Last year, affected by the war between Ukraine and Russia, the orchestra was forced to suspend performances. They later resumed. Even when the air raid sirens sounded, the orchestra continued playing to people hiding in the shelters. Undaunted in the face of war, they embarked on the long journey to share with Taiwan their collective power. In addition to performing classic works by Beethoven and Chopin, the orchestra will also perform pieces by Ukrainian composers, hoping that Taiwan would hear not just the music, but Ukraine's determination and courage. Taiwan recently made inroads in its relationship with its ally Palau with a visit by the Taipei Medical Association, which is chaired by legislator Chiu Taiyuan. Chiu himself couldn't go on the trip, which he organized, due to him having to accompany President Tsai to the African nation of Eswatini. However, when he was there, he still managed a video call with the vice president of Palau, Uduk Senjabao Sr., the association's visit was a demonstration of Taiwan's soft power in the area of medical exchanges. Like Taiwan, Palau faces problems of an aging population. The association is assisting Palau with the prevention and treatment of diabetes and other chronic diseases. During the video call, the Palauan vice president said the Taiwanese medical team was the lifeline of the Palauan people and added that she would continue to speak up for Taiwan at the UN's World Health Assembly in the future. Today we continue our search for the best value lunches in Taiwan. It's a lunchbox store in Zhanghua that's caught our eye. The luxury meat extravaganza lunchbox has more meat than the average diner could possibly want. A giant sausage, pork chops, fried chicken, and plenty of veggies give this lunchbox incredible value. Open the box for a big surprise. Just the chicken breasts, legs and pork chops would be a full meal and more. Then there's that giant sausage spilling out of the box. It's huge. I don't think I can finish it. It's a lot. This super popular lunchbox store in Zhanghua opens at midday. A queue forms immediately and each customer leaves with a box. The classic order is a box with a giant sausage. It's one sausage purchase per customer. This is the first time I've got the sausage. I think it's kind of astonishing. One to three slices would be a lot, but he gave me a whole one. It's amazing value. We got out a ruler. The sausage is 23 centimeters long. The store doesn't just care about appearances either. Under the meat is a generous helping of three side dishes. It's scary. Bigger than my face. The fried chicken is crispy and aromatic, and bigger than this man's face. The luxury meat extravaganza box astounds new customers. I can't finish it. It's kind of insane. In this age of inflation, finding a filling meal can be tough. But this is one lunch where the chef has been anything but stingy, and it's a godsend for hungry lunchers. Breaking free from homelessness is a long process fraught with barriers which require extra support to overcome. 
Writer Ling Li Qing has started an initiative that provides homeless people with work and offers other support to help them through the arduous process. Lin believes that to effectively reintegrate into society, homeless people must find a sense of self-worth and confidence. Through his initiative, the people he hires slowly learn to work independently and then eventually go on to help others in need. Let's hear from Lin and some of those he has helped. Here's our Sunday in-depth report. Men in red shirts gather around a machine in Taipei's Bopiliao, historic area, ready to start their workday. The seemingly ordinary work arrangement is a result of a year's worth of effort. For these men, ordinary is something worth striving for. These men were originally out of work and homeless until they met a writer named Ling Li Qing. Previously a construction supervisor, Lin helped them find work and get back on their feet. In 2020, Lin's book, Workers, was adapted into a television drama series. The series was well-received and won at the Golden Bell Awards the following year. Then, in 2022, Lin's concern for homeless people led him to establish the Friends Cleaning Society, an initiative that hires homeless people to clean public spaces using high-pressure water guns. I know that in this era I live in, the pace of change is very fast. Whoever seizes the opportunity first gets it. This field of high-pressure washing that we are in has a high future potential. It requires certain equipment. There's a certain threshold for entry and you need to invest in long-term maintenance. This kind of work is full of potential. Lin believes that homeless people need to have skills in order to return to society and survive. Under the high pressure of the water gun, the thick moss covering the ground is washed away, revealing the vibrant red color of the bricks below. The team has been at it for a year now, making walkways clean and slip-free. Their work has taken them everywhere from Jilong to Taoyuan, and the most experienced among them, Lumi, is now able to work entirely on his own. I found the cleaning job through a social worker at a social welfare organization. Li Qing mainly taught us how to clean ground and wall surfaces. Lumi says he has become a different person from who he was a year ago when he was cleaning at the Red House Theater in Taipei's Ximending shopping area. In the beginning, when we were cleaning at the Red House, that was the men's first time doing this type of work. In the beginning, their hearts weren't really into it, and to get them to do anything, we just had to give them orders. For example, we would tell them, okay, wash this brick, okay, now this one. They also didn't do anything to help out, such as moving the water for cleaning. They really weren't good at that stuff. 
and hiring homeless people to work, Lin faced an especially great challenge in securing contracts. That's because the costs for hiring homeless people are higher. Some homeless people have poor mental and physical health, or they may be dealing with alcoholism or drug addiction. If they have petty crimes on their record, they need to pay fines or enlist the help of a lawyer. In going on this journey together with homeless people, there are a lot of hidden costs involved, and it's not certain whether they can adapt to the work immediately. So you have to provide them with a longer training period, spend lots of time with them, and help them get into the right mindset. I believe that this means greater costs involved with hiring homeless people than with hiring others. Despite the many challenges, Lin feels that the high-pressure washing initiative brings immediate results, and the public also appreciates the clean environment it creates. If you invest in this, you see the results right away. You get a feeling from it, and the local residents get a feeling from it. This is a very suitable way to help disadvantaged people gain confidence. They can build confidence through their work, build a sense of belonging. They feel welcomed by the community. This positive feedback is like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, helping homeless people rebuild their lives and further distance themselves from the days when they were forced to sleep on the street or in internet cafes. I was on the street for over 10 years. I often worried about what to do if it rained, if a typhoon came, or if it got really cold out. If you're sleeping outside, then you worry about where to put your blanket, your clothes, your change of clothes. You worry that if you go find work for the day, your stuff will be missing when you come back. So back then I would prefer to go to an internet cafe so I could at least have a place to put my stuff. Accommodations are shockingly expensive for them. For example, an internet cafe might be 470 to 480 NT per day, plus another 30 NT to use the shower. That's around 500 NT per day. If they do that for 20 days out of the month, that's 10,000 NT. On top of that, internet cafes raise prices on the weekend. Lin encourages those who join the initiative to rent homes. However, doing so means taking on the burden of monthly rent. Homeless people often take work holding signs to advertise businesses, which pays around 800 NT or 900 NT per day. As cleaners working through the initiative, they can make much more, especially if they can use more powerful high-pressure water jets unsupervised. If I work with a 40 HP machine, I earn 3,000 NT for a day of work. And for an 18 HP machine, I get 2,500 NT. At 40 HP, that means it's a heavy engine. And 40 HP is what the Navy uses to wash its kid-class destroyers, to wash the warships. The recoil from that engine is very strong. In the summer of 2022, Lumi and Pang Pang found a place to rent together. In the roughly 10-paying unit, the two men had a place to call home for the first time in many years. 
Their hard work cleaning parks, walkways, schools, and other public places was affirmed not only in their newfound confidence, but also in a new place of their own. These are all certificates of appreciation I have received, and there are some more that Li Qing is holding on to for me. There are certificates of appreciation for the cleaning we did, like at Badou High School in Jilong. This one here for our work at the city's Shenao Elementary School has special commemorative value for me. It shows that I have worked hard. He knew that doing this cleaning job was something that the school would encourage. He knew everyone would give him opportunities, and the more opportunities he got, the more he felt there was a positive energy in society. He started to feel there was hope for him. The physical and mental transformations they went through made the men more capable people. In late 2022, the team met with a group of disadvantaged youth at a park in Taipei's Wanghua district and taught them how to clean with a high-pressure water gun. With a tone full of confidence, Pang Pang speaks to a group of junior high and high school students. Accompanied by the Taiwan Community Practice Association, this group of students is learning how to make their community park look clean again. We also hope that they can give back to society and that they can go from being people who rely on social services to becoming those who give back. Lots of young people fail to find their interests and direction in life through their studies. I hope that there can be different types of work options available to these youth, which may inspire them. Trying new things will give them a sense of accomplishment. They will realize that life can bring them confidence in new abilities. There are also some young people who hear Li Qing tell them that they can find work and they want to talk to him to find out more about how they can earn money to support their expenses. Through the initiative, youth can give back to the community, as can homeless people. Rather than just asking for help, they become the ones doing something for others and they help disadvantaged people in turn. My approach is to turn them into senior workers, each working with confidence, looking like a human being and starting to plan their life. I ended homelessness for seven people in 2022, each of them now working with me. They have jobs, they have friends, they have started saving money and started eating, shopping and spending well. They even do volunteer work for the community. They accompany the elderly to sell recycling and help collect recycled items. After a first successful year, Lin was motivated to recruit more homeless into the initiative. The road ahead will inevitably bring challenges, but he has the support of people who see his earnestness and who provide opportunities and resources, he said. These homeless people do have the opportunity to return to the embrace of society. It is an honor to cooperate with them like this. From being on site and seeing their work, I can attest to the difference before and after. It feels like a new place with an air of nostalgia and very clean and comfortable. 
Escaping homelessness and returning to society is a long and challenging process. However, through the goodwill and continuous support of people like Ling Li Qing, hopefully more and more people will have the chance at a new start. We aren't nothing. We have worth. Drawing on our skills, we can gain acceptance from others. We truly must have work. On Green Island, a species of crustacean called the red apple crab lives at the foot of the hills and only goes onto the beaches when it is spawning. However, due to their small size, these nocturnal crabs often get run over by vehicles when they cross the street. Conservationists have rallied both local residents and tourists to form crab protection squads to prevent these terrestrial crabs from becoming roadkill. There is one species called the red apple crab that lives next to the mountains. It only goes into the ocean to spawn from June to around September the 26th to 29th on the lunar calendar. I was going to play mahjong and then I saw this crab protection activity, so I rushed here to help protect the crabs. I want to protect the ecology of Green Island so these crabs can sustain themselves. The crab spawning season just happens to be Green Island's high season for tourists, which is from June to October. Conservationists on the island have been endeavoring to protect the crabs for 10 years now. They put a mark on the shells of egg-bearing female crabs and even manually transport them to the spawning spots. Every year during the crab spawning season, both tourists and the island's residents come together to participate in activities that help mother crabs return to the beach to spawn.